Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat, and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back, everyone, to the PA the FIWA podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. In this episode, we are going to discuss should married couples have separate bank accounts or should they have joint bank accounts? And the information in this episode should be helpful for those in a serious relationship. Maybe you've been dating for a while or engaged and are about to get married. But it will also be helpful for married couples because you can certainly change your mind whether or not you have separate accounts or joint accounts as time passes year to year. So I'm going to share pros about having a separate account as well as cons. And then I'm going to share pros and cons about having a joint account as a married couple. All right, well, let's get started with talking about separate bank accounts first because Again, many of you, if you're not married yet or in a long-term relationship, you likely have separate checking accounts and you're in this decision about whether or not you should keep them separate for what you're used to or whether or not you should combine them. So here are some pros about having separate bank accounts. The first is a sense of independence. When a couple has separate accounts, they can feel as though they have more freedom to make individual financial decisions and spend their money where they want to spend it on things they want to spend it on without needing to get approval from their significant other or having to run it by them or be in a joint budget situation. Another pro is that there can potentially be less conflict in regards to spending because when you have individual accounts, you are unlikely to have disagreements about what the pooled money is spent on in regards to bills or items or experiences. And that's because each person has control over their own finances. Another pro is privacy. For example, if you want to make purchases for upcoming birthdays or surprise your spouse with something like that, it's tricky to be private with your finances if your spouse can review everything that's going on in regards to the spending in there. Another example of why privacy might be important to you is if your spouse can tend to be critical about your spending and scrutinize your spending habits, then perhaps you want a more private situation by having separate accounts. If that's the case, I would encourage the two of you to have more open communication about your financial goals and to try to get on the same page anyway, but separate accounts could potentially help you with that situation. Another pro for having separate accounts is the fact that then the two of you would have individual credit scores that are not affected by the spending habits of 
your partner. So if one of you is a huge spender or tends to carry a lot of debt and the other one isn't, sometimes joint accounts can impact the other credit scores. Another pro for having separate accounts is that it can be easier to manage personal expenses. So again, when you know which of your money is coming in, which of your money is going out for various things, it's just easier to manage overall. Now let's review some cons about having separate bank accounts as a couple. The first con is lack of transparency. And again, privacy was a pro. On the flip side of that is the lack of transparency where that could potentially be problematic for trying to get on the same page for overall financial goals and financial planning for the two of you. Another con is having complicated bill payments. So there are a lot of shared bills like mortgages, utility bills, garbage and recycling bills, etc. that when you live in one household, you are very likely sharing those bills in some way, whether it's splitting them 50-50 or percentage based on your income or whatever agreement the two of you decide on. Well, it can be challenging to figure out how you're going to share those if your accounts are separate. Another con in the situation can be potential for unequal contribution. And what that means is in many married couples, one spouse can tend to earn a fair amount more than the other spouse. And some couples might say then that's completely fair to keep their finances separate. And the one who earns more gets to spend more. The one who earns less gets to spend less. Well, at the same time, is that always fair in every situation? Probably not. And especially if one member of the couple, for example, helps a lot with childcare for their kiddos, then that is a huge part of their time spent where they cannot be earning income, but yet they're still contributing significantly to the household. So that could potentially be a huge point of contention if you decide to keep your finances separate. Another con in the situation is that it could lead to difficulties in planning your finances for the future, for long-term goals, such as buying a house, trying to save and invest your money for retirement. And if you keep your finances separate, then the two of you might not be on the same page when you're trying to plan those long-term goals for you. And then another con is that there could be potential for resentment. And again, this goes back to if there's unequal contribution, especially too, but sometimes separate accounts could lead to a perception that the contributions are unequal or that one spouse is struggling financially more than the other spouse. And that can lead to having a strained relationship with potential of having resentment towards each other or bitterness. Now let's switch gears a little bit and discuss pros and cons of having a joint bank account with your spouse. Some pros are that there is transparency and communication because the two of you can see all of the transactions that are going on within your joint account. So that leads to open transparency, leads to open discussion and honesty and can foster more trust between the two of you. Another pro is that your finances can often be way more simplified. You can track your income as a household better together You can track your expenses, you can track your savings and investments when the two of you have a shared joint account. Another pro is that the two of you can more easily share responsibilities for your finances and obligations, such as budgeting, 
paying the rent or the mortgage together, bills, etc. Having a joint account leads to a lot more convenience as well, because then you're not having to keep track of who's paying for what or what percentage one spouse is paying for something versus another. And then another pro is equal access to the funds. If the two of you have the perspective of this is our money as a household and family, no matter who earned the income or who is working part-time or not at all to stay at home with the kids or things like that, having a joint account can lead to equal access, which leads to a sense of equality and more so viewing financial matters together with your partner instead of kind of doing your own thing separately. And let's discuss some cons of having a joint bank account. Some cons are that some individuals within a married couple could feel a loss of freedom or a loss of independence. And sometimes that could lead to conflict or feelings of restriction because they don't really want to spend their money because of guilt or feeling bad or the fact that their spouse will see that expense and give them grief about it. So that could be a con if, again, the two of you especially don't have open communication or boundaries about what the two of you agree on. Another con about joint checking accounts is the fact that maybe the two of you verbally agree that you could have a joint checking account, but maybe one individual within the married couple decides that they want to have their separate account and not tell the spouse about it. That could lead to more infidelity financially, and that could strain the relationship. That can certainly happen if there's separate accounts too, you know, because then the two of you don't necessarily know what's going on behind each other's back as well. So that could be a con for both situations. And then another con of having a joint account could be that one spouse could perhaps lower the credit score of the other spouse depending upon their spending habits. Also, joint accounts could potentially lead to more disagreements on spending, again, because it's so transparent. Then that could lead to conflict when one spouse doesn't really agree with the spending habits of the other spouse, especially if the two of you aren't on the same page and working towards the same financial goals. And then another con about having a Joint account is legal implications in case of divorce or separation, then it can be pretty complex to try to separate out those intertwined finances. Hopefully a situation like that doesn't happen in the future, but unfortunately divorce is super common nowadays with married couples. So now that we have reviewed the pros and the cons of having both separate bank accounts as well as joint bank accounts, How do you decide? How do you make this decision of what you and your spouse should do? Well, again, the first step is communication. Discuss with your current or future spouse what you would prefer and listen to what they would prefer. The two of you might instantaneously be on the same exact page or you might be seeing things differently and that's going to take some time to have those discussions and process it and work things through to decide what you guys are going to be doing. Some couples can find that they will do a little bit of a combination, actually. They'll have a joint account for shared expenses, such as the mortgage or bills or expenses for childcare or their kids in general, etc. And then they might have separate accounts for personal spending, like going to the salon or getting massages or going out for lunch or coffee or 
hobbies or things like that. And that might be a good middle ground for a lot of couples, especially if the two of you can't really come together on agreement 100% one way or the other. Having a joint account, though, really does take a lot of trust. And you also have to have a lot of faith in your partner that they're not going to be having financial infidelity behind your back and taking your hard-earned money and spending it frivolously or gambling or spending it on things that you would not agree with. And one more piece of information that I want to share with you that is really interesting especially if you aren't exactly sure what you want to do or if you might be thinking about perhaps switching what you're doing up, is that there are studies that support that couples who have joined bank accounts actually tend to be happier and have a more positive relationship than those who have separate accounts. So your marriage can tend to be stronger If you pool your finances together and view your money holistically as what's my money is your money, what's your money is my money, and again, figure out your financial goals as a couple and work towards them together. I am going to try to link some of those studies in the show notes for today's episode. If you would find them interesting, go ahead and read them. But I thought that that information was super interesting because A lot of people might feel like having separate accounts and having more freedom and flexibility for themselves can make them happier, but it's interesting that these studies are saying that joint accounts can tend to lead to happier couples and stronger relationships in the future too. So what do my husband and I do? We have always had joint accounts and share our finances openly. My husband and I don't have the scenario set up personally, but I also have heard that couples will sometimes do something along the lines of having either a budget per week or budget per month of what they can spend absolutely frivolously on, maybe, you know, a couple or a few hundred dollars, and then not have to discuss it with their partner. I know other couples that pretty much tend to discuss almost all purchases with each other. That's definitely not us because we tend to trust that the other one is a good steward of our money as much as possible and try not to run our monthly budget super tight where there would be no wiggle room for extra expenses anyway. I have also heard that some couples will have a system in place where, for example, if there's an expense under $150, then they do not need to discuss it with their significant other. But if it's any expense over $150, then they should have that discussion. I know I've said this about 100 times in this episode, but communication really is key. Figure out what the two of you find acceptable, what the two of you feel like is a good pace and a good plan and realistic for your situation as well. Because ultimately, whether you decide to have separate bank accounts or joint bank accounts, I'm sure you have common goals in that you don't want to be bickering about money all the time, be working on your financial goals as well as your life goals together, and ultimately try to be happier as a couple. I am super curious to hear what you do as a couple. Do you have separate accounts? Do you have joint accounts? Do you have kind of a combination of the two? Do you have any certain agreed upon rules when it comes to spending that the two of you have mutually decided as a couple? Let me know through Instagram or Facebook. You can comment on the post for today's episode, what seems to work well for you and what your thoughts are about this episode. 
I really appreciate those of you who have taken the time to leave a review, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you haven't done so already yet, would you take two minutes out of your day to go ahead and leave a review with your thoughts about the episode and the podcast in general? I would very much appreciate it. It helps others be able to find the show a little bit easier. Otherwise, thanks for your time today, and I hope to see you back here soon. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on, but more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.